0: Welcome to the really Sugar Debatable Podcast, I'm David Allen, alongside Will Bryant, DA senior in the house tonight, the principal of Shelby High School, but more importantly, the owner of the Kimwood Cadavers, who are 10-1 and one right now in
1: the Manly Football League, DA. Absolutely, thank you for having me, uh, appreciate it, and yes, Cadavers, good Cadavers.
0: They're 10-1, and one. they won the championship last year, they're struggling this year, But excuse me, they're 10-1 this year, but they're just not having as good of a start.
1: Yeah, I think I figured it up the other day. Through 11 games last week, my uh, fabulous five uh, studs, which would be Aaron Rodgers, Marshawn Lynch, Jimmy Graham, Odell Beckham, and Randall Cobb, had 62 touchdowns through 11 games, and that's counting the passes from Rodgers. This year only 41, so uh, 21 touchdown difference through 11 weeks, and that's, that's uh, definitely hurting my team.
0: It's a rough start. I mean, it's it's
1: it's not it's like a good problem to have. Yeah, it is. I'm, I got good depth, though, so I'm okay. Good depth. He traded for Shark Hendrick West.
0: That was a nice move. Um, so DA's on the podcast today. Last week we had Evan Cronus in the house, and he was solid. 4-0-2 on his picks, um, 1-0-1 on his locks. There were two pushes last week, and we were involved in all of them. Will finished 3-2-1, and 1 and I finished 3-1-2. and 2. So for the season now, the guest pickers are in first place. They're 12-4-2. Pretty impressive, man. so no pressure today. On- no,
1: No pressure. I appreciate it.
0: So we'll just uh, also we'll talk fantasy right quick. Um, Last week my bunch came in in the middle. Uh, Evan did hot on the picks, but Bortles he started he had Denard Robinson, so he switched that out for T J Yeldon. Either way, and uh, he had a rough week. But Will won the fantasy week last week with Matthew Stafford, uh, Ronnie Hillman, Calvin Johnson, Tyler Eifert. He did pick some really good players,
2: but it's okay. They were playing Arizona. Eifert was a gamble. He's a risk.
0: He he paid off for sure. So we'll jump right into the picks for for this week. We'll start off with the Thanksgiving Day picks. First off, we got Philadelphia and Detroit. This is a game that Dad and I stayed away stayed away on, but will the Lions fan plus one Detroit uh, one point dogs? What do you think?
2: Well, you win three games in a row, it's a streak. You know, so this is going to start the streak on the way to nine and seven. Gonna beat the struggling Eagles. In Ford Field. They don't lose on Thanksgiving. That's the thing. And who, who is starting for the Eagles? Mark
1: Sanchez? Mark Sanchez? It is Mark Sanchez. And I did not stay away from that game. I have the Eagles. Sorry. In- oh, my gosh. Yeah, uh, yeah. Going straight up against Will on this. Um, yeah. And, and, oh, by the way, the Lions do not win on Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, my Lord. They do not win on Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I'm going with the Eagles. Sanchez looked horrible last week. The Eagles looked horrible last week. Um, but I think that's more of a fluke than a, a trend. And I'm going to take the Eagles over the Lions n- tomorrow.
0: Yeah. That's, that's just gonna be a horrible game to watch at noon. Yes. Like, no, I mean, you know, a lot of times on Thanksgiving, you want to eat in front of the TV, not tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Like you're probably going to pass on that one. Now will you'll watch it, but that's oh, okay. Oh yeah.
2: Right after my nap, after the turkey drop.
0: That's right. Now the f- the four fifteen game tomorrow is the one that everybody around here is excited about. It's the Panthers in Dallas. Uh, Carolina opened as one point favorites. It slid all the way to, to Dallas, but um, this is a game that Dad, you and I took. We took Carolina minus one. I mean, it just seems pretty simple pick, right? Well,
1: you know, I, I said this past Sunday uh, to a group of friends that uh, actually my Sunday school class. I said, "There's, there's, uh, I would be more surprised if the if the Panthers win than the Redskins win." And just because I kind of felt like it was maybe a trap game against the. Uh, The lowly Redskins, or whatever you want to call it, but the, uh, uh, or excuse me, I forgot my rule for this was the Washington Football franchise. The Washington professional football team team (laughs) was terrible on Sunday. The Panthers were dominant, and I feel like that even with Romo back. And I'm an old school Cowboys fan. I think even with uh, Romo back, uh, the Panthers are going to be favored in this one, even though the odds makers don't think so.
2: This is this has got to be Norman's toughest test so far, right? Dez Bryant up against cousin Dez. Probably
1: yeah. so, yeah. I, I would yeah, I would agree with that. Uh I mean he, he has had a good year, no question, but that's gonna be a tough test for him. Who are you pulling for? I'm I'm pulling pulling for the Panthers. I mean, um, you know, like I said, I grew up a Cowboys fan, longtime Cowboy fan, pulled for Dallas over the years, even with Carolina with a franchise, but you know, I think at this point I'm converted. I'm a Carolina fan.
2: All right, fair enough. I, I just I just want Greg Hardy to lose, I'll be honest.
1: Uh you know, I, I listen. Uh, you, you know, you you got to forgive people, and, and, and I'm not saying that I know enough about that situation to forgive or what, but um, I'm not I'm not pulling against a particular player. But, um, you know, I won't be devastated if the Cowboys win, but I'm pulling for the Panthers.
0: All right, fair enough. I like them at minus one as well. Um, next up, the last is the, the Thursday night football game, I guess, is Chicago and Green Bay. Green Bay nine-point favorites. Green Bay finally got back on track last week, um, and their win against Minnesota – that was a pick em game, and none of us picked it because we were just kind of worried about Rodgers. Um, and I'm I'm the only one who's picking this game. I like Chicago plus nine. The Bears, although they're kind of having a de- depleted offense right now, I still think this they can hang around within nine points, especially since it's primetime Thursday night. And I think Cutler's been actually above average this year, particularly compared to his usual games. And uh, Langford looks good. I think Forte's going to play. So we'll see. I think they keep this game within nine.
2: Yeah, I don't really know what to say about this game. Either one of those teams, like Chicago lost to the Lions. They were actually underdogs against the Lions. That tells you all you need to know. Those are the Lions were you know, 0-7 range. <clears throat> and Green Bay, I felt good about them going into Denver a few weeks ago, and that was just ugly. So I really – trap game all around. I don't know why you picked it, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I th- I'm going with the Packers. I don't know if they can cover. Um you know, the the Bears defense has been brutal all year. So, I think if the Bears can cover that spread that you're talking there, D, nine, nine, nine and a half, whatever it is, they're going to have to really put up some points against the Green Bay defense. And I think, you know, there's been some couple games this last two, three games that would indicate that that may be possible. But then, you know, the Packers played out of their mind against the the Vikings Sunday. So, uh yeah, I didn't pick that one, but I think Packers are going to win. Just be interested to in see whether or not they can, they can cover.
2: Is, is this the monster Lacey game right here, like one twenty and 2
1: It could be, yeah. Either way, it's a, it's a Thursday night, and we get to see John Fox
0: chewing gum on the sidelines. So it's a, it's a total win, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, so those are the three games on Thursday. On Sunday, we slide over. I think this is my, probably the most intriguing matchup of the week. It's Minnesota at Atlanta. Atlanta started off season 5-0, and they have slid a ton since then. Minnesota are two-and-a-half-point underdogs, which really doesn't make sense to me. Let me be clear. I've said all along that Teddy Bridgewater is a bottom five quarterback in the league. I'm not a believer. I don't think he's really that good. And I don't think Minnesota's that good, even though they're 7-3. But I am taking Minnesota, and I'm locking them over Atlanta by two-and-a-half. I think Minnesota wins the game outright.
1: Yeah, I'm taking Minnesota as well. Uh, Atlanta uh, started fast, but they're doing their typical midseason swoon. Um, I think uh, what they need to do to get back to where they were is run Devontae Freeman. But with him being banged up, potential concussion situation, whatever his status is, I'm not sure at this point. But um, to me, that's the way they get back. And you're going to have a hard time getting back with him against the Minnesota defense. So I'm going Vikings.
2: I don't know what to say. You're staying away from this one? After last week when I felt so good about the Falcons against Indy, yeah, I'm just not. The Falcons are done. They're dead to me. Let me ask you a Matt Ryan question.
0: I know that these two quarterbacks are different ages, but if you had to have a quarterback for the next five years, would you ever have Matt
1: Ryan or Phillip Rivers? Oh, for the next five years? Next five years. I think if we're, if you're talking about five years moving forward, I probably would take Matt Ryan over Phillip Rivers just because of the age situation. Rivers is a little more experienced and therefore... Uh, less likely to be able to hold the status of a you know semi-elite quarterback for the next five years. Yes,
0: yeah, that's why I think it's interesting. Do you think Matt Ryan is elite? No, right? I, like, no, no? I said semi I, I, know, yeah. I know, I know, I'm just yeah. saying.
1: No, I don't think he's elite. I think if he was elite, the Falcons would be 9-2 and two instead of 6-4 yeah. and four yeah. or whatever they are.
2: And Phillip Rivers can get his football feel out of the NFL at home. That's right, he's got eight kids. Did you know that?
0: <laughs> Phillip Rivers is 33 years old. He has eight children. It's yeah, not a joke.
1: Yeah, he's not playing.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah. Okay, let me ask you one more. Matt Ryan or Jeff Flacco, who would
1: you rather have? Uh, I mean, injuries aside, because Flacco now is coming off an ACL, Um, I I take Flacco. He's won a Super Bowl.
0: Me and Dad think alike. I like Joe Flacco. We like those rings.
2: His arm strength is awesome.
0: Yeah, when when do games matter? In November and December. Absolutely. But when Joe Flacco can throw it through the cold, I like him. Yeah. Um, Okay, I said the last one was most intriguing, but this one's a good game too. Tampa Bay at Indianapolis. Um, Dad, you and I both took Tampa Bay in this game. You locked them. I did. They're plus three. Uh, Jameis Winston's playing outstanding. Is that kind of the rationale there?
1: That's kind of the rationale. Uh, Doug Martin had 235 yards rushing last week. Uh, throw that in there. Um, they've got a, a good pair of receivers, although they've been banged up. Um, you know, uh, What's the the triple-name guy, the tight end? for the and Yeah, yeah, and who knows when he's coming back, but he's a weapon if he gets back. But uh, Jameis is playing really well right now. The Colts have been up and down, Andrew Luck, in and out, all that kind of stuff. Their defense has been a question mark. I know they're coming off the win against the Falcons with the field goal late, but uh, I think uh, the Bucs are on a little bit of a roll, and so I'm taking the Bucs.
2: So the Buccaneers are the second-best team in the South right now. I'd say so, yeah.
1: yeah. I'd say
0: so, also. Uh, Jameis Winston in his last six games, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. It's pretty solid. Two and the two came against the Cowboys. Um,
2: he has a few, Russian DDs,
0: like he has the a few rushing TDs, like big spots. He has a few rushing TDs. Look well. like Vince Young. This game, all right. This is almost kind of a ridiculous question, but you have to ask yourself this: My Hasselbeck's three and as as starting quarterback, Andrew Luck's two and five.
1: No, that's not a question uh, to me. Hasselbeck's a great backup quarterback. A couple of teams in the league have great backup quarterbacks. I think the Panthers are another one. Derek Anderson to me is a great backup quarterback. Um, you know, I've said all along the Cowboys go 0 7 without Tony Romo. There's not another elite team in the league that goes 0 and 7 without their starter. I think you take Brady away from the Patriots, they're not 0 and 7. You take Cam away from the Panthers, they're not 0 and 7. You take Roethlisberger away from the Steelers, they're not 0 and 7. But uh, for whatever reason you took a rumble away from the Cowboys, they could not even figure out a way to kick a field goal and beat anybody. And um including the Bucks. Yeah. So um And the Saints. Yeah. I mean everybody. The Seahawks. They lost thirteen to twelve I mean, every game was close just about it, but they couldn't figure out a way to win. And that's a fifty two man roster not getting it done when the fifty third man's sitting over there with the clipboard.
2: They were missing Dez too though.
1: Well for a while. But even when they got Dez back it didn't make a difference. That's Castle true. Castle couldn't figure out how to throw it to him. Uh, I mean, look at T.J. Yates. He comes in for Houston. He knows <laughs> how to throw it the daggone DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> I mean, 15, 20 times a game. And Hopkins knows how to catch the football. So, I mean, Dez knows how to catch the football. You just got to throw it to him.
0: We were looking at DeAndre Hopkins' stats other night. He, oh, he's, he's crazy. had crazy. He's had at least 10 targets in every game.
1: Yeah. I tried to get him a couple of in a couple of leagues early in the season and couldn't figure out a way to make it happen. But I'm just not happy with that because he has been a beast.
2: Yeah. You, you see had three games with no with – three or less first half targets and still ended with 15 or more
0: that's pretty impressive yeah because w- when you go to halftime Bill O'Brien's like hey we got this guy named DeAndre Hopkins yeah like, what yeah. are you doing oh, no, I've heard about it um, alright battle of the AFC East teams Miami and New York Jets I don't think anybody's going to watch this game um,
1: our buddy Rex will be watching Rex, Rex he's a Dolphins fan and he had called me religiously seven Sundays in a row after the foul, uh, after the Cowboys lost each week he, call, he did not call me this week I had to obviously call him um. Yeah, I th- I got the Jets in that. Even though I didn't pick it, I mean, yeah, I'm nobody it. picked this game. No. Let's just skip it. I don't want to talk right. about it. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. yeah right. Keep rolling.
2: There's a bunch of garbage cans out there. Yeah.
0: New York, New York Giants at Washington. Believe it or not, this game has playoff implications because they're both five and five. I believe is that right? They they're both terrible. <laughs> no, the
2: Giants are the Giants are by themselves at five and five. The loss drop okay. the skins before okay. it, or the Washington football program. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, hold on. So, I I. Um, I was talking to—we were talking about this earlier. Um, the Cardinals and the Panthers are obviously the two favorites for the NFC for the NFC title. Right. Third team might be the Giants. I know you don't like
1: them. I think I think the Giants
2: are—it's it's a Giants Steelers Super Bowl year. Oh gosh. Well,
1: my my problem with the Giants, um, I think, is their inability to run the football um, with any kind of consistency. Yeah. Uh, Shane Bream, Shar Jennings, uh Orleans the Dark Williams one. kid. Yeah. They're just that. They, I mean. <laughs> That's, to me, their their problem. I mean, again, with Manning and Odell Beckham Jr., what's not to like as far as that part of their game? Um, but, yeah, they need to be able to run the ball a little more consistently.
0: One thing that's interesting about this Giants team is, you remember the two times they won the Super Bowl against the Patriots? Very sad days. They had run back by committees, and they were good. Brandon Jacobs, Ahmad Bradshaw, and
2: the Ward kid, like that was a good committee. Any... Speed back with Brandon Jacobs is good because that's such a difference. He's like six four two. He's huge. And he's like two ninety. Yeah,
1: he he was a legitimate power back that could get you Deuce yeah. McAllister. He was light. three
2: yards a carry. Sure. Yeah. Just yeah. falling forward.
0: Um. Okay. Damn, I pick this game.
2: Yeah, dude. I like Will this. you like
0: the Giants? No, you didn't like it. But oh, you like the Giants mind. minus two. What What do you think?
2: Odell Beckham Jr. They can't. They came through five TD passes. Eli is capable of it. I think the Redskins will play better, but. Two and a half is fine. I'm taking the Giants outright by at least three.
0: I like the Giants. I like the Giants. Washington professional football team, I have never have had much faith in them.
2: Unless, but, uh... Unless Kurt!
0: You like that? There we go. Yes. We have your weekly, you like that. Um. All right, Oakland and Tennessee. This is a game that uh we all three picked Oakland. Nope. No, I didn't nah, know that. Just didn't me know and Will. One. Me and Will both picked Oakland. I went ahead and locked them, so I got my two locks out of the way. Oakland kind of has regressed because they lost last week.
2: That's not a, that was a good game. They played well.
0: They lost to the Lions, so that's obviously, but I like the Derek Carr kid.
1: Yeah. Um, he's been impressive. Uh, they've got a more consistent run game than the Giants who with, you know, Latavius Murray and um I, you know, I like I like the Raiders and I like some of the pieces they've got. Amari Cooper obviously a tremendous rookie. Uh, whoever that was that we were watching like third game of the season that said he's a hall of famer. I mean that was that guy had lost his mind, but um, Who's a Hall of Famer? Me, Amari I'm, I'm Cooper. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. We were, uh, I guess it was uh, NFL Sunday ticket. We're yeah. sitting there watching it, and the guy says, Amari Cooper's a Hall of Famer, and it's like his third game of his career. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think he's a great young player. But, um, yeah, I like I like Oakland, um, and I like Oakland to beat Tennessee.
0: Oakland has such a good team with uh, for the future with Carr and Cooper and even Murray.
2: And Crabtree.
0: Crabtree. He's a little bit older, but still. Yeah. Um, I don't think they, they can win until they get a coach.
1: Like I, just, I, I don't know. I, I just, like Jack Del Rio. I've never, um, been
0: Jack, I've never been a huge Jack Del Rio. I liked
1: him when he was with the Panthers, a D coordinator. You know, no, D uh, coordinator. Right. Um, I'm fine with him. You know, he he was up and down, mostly down at Jacksonville. But I, I like Jack Del Rio. Okay, we'll see. It's uh, To me, it, it's a
2: – Their best defender is 40. That's a problem. That's a good point.
1: That is a good point. And, you know, you got to love Charles Woodson. I mean, he is one of those guys. I came in the league the same time Peyton Manning did. Um, you know, you don't think that much about a corner – uh, I mean, a quarterback playing eighteen seasons. Maybe yeah. you do, maybe you don't. Yeah. But I mean, a, a safety, defensive back, corner. I mean, he was a shut down corner like Darrell uh, Darrell Revis was there for a number of years, and now he's a he's a yeah, he's a safety. He still picked, still making stuff happen. Yeah,
2: he picked off Peyton twice this year. He yeah, did, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's yeah. funny. Uh, although that wasn't
1: that
0: hard with Peyton's stats. <laughs> yeah, Peyton. I think I have a In better arm than Peyton right arm. now. Spaghetti arm. Yeah, really. I love him though. Um, Buffalo at Kansas City is next up on the next up on the list.
1: I mean, it's an interesting game, just because Kansas City. I mean, what in the world? They were like two and six, and now they've won a couple of games, and they, of course, they beat Denver bad, and everybody's, you know, picking them back a little bit, and, and you know, I, I don't know. Their defense still not impressive. They killed San Diego, but San Diego is terrible. Um, I think Buffalo wins that game. I don't know about the spread piece, but you know, I think Buffalo wins the game.
2: Buffalo losing by thirteen? Was that in Foxborough? They lost by ten. They lost by 10. Uh, last week? Yeah. They lost by 7
0: because they didn't they cover, lost by seven. They Foxborough? push the spread. Yeah.
2: Okay, so Buffalo losing by 7 in Foxborough is more impressive than beating the Chargers and Lions by a combined 60. And I'll stand by that.
0: So you're taking Kansas City. No. I'm oh, sorry, you taking, taking Buffalo. Sorry. Hard yeah, yeah. Buffalo. All right, now let me amaze you with this. I want to see what you think. Uh, ESPN's projections through week 11 on who's going to make the playoffs. Guess what Kansas City's chances are to make the playoffs.
2: 65.
0: No clue. Seventy-three percent chance to make the playoffs. Still now, yeah, as a wild card. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Wow. Um, because I think the the AFC East, the Dolphins, Bills, and Jets beat up on each other is essentially what they're saying. And wow. I don't know. Um, all right, San Diego and Jacksonville. Speaking of brutal games, I mean brutal, but Jacksonville's like still in the playoff hunt somehow. Um, Will and Dad, you guys both took Jacksonville. Um, Will, you okay? Sorry, Will, you locked Buffalo. By the way, I didn't.
2: Oh yeah, well yeah. I made it known.
0: Yeah, and then you lock Jacksonville. Right. They are four point favorites against San Diego, so you're just calling for a butt whooping here.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, and then when we get to the fantasy stuff, I mean, Bortles is my guy this week for for that uh, comment too. His quarterback, um, you know, he's had a good season. Uh, they've won two in a row, first time in two years or three years or something crazy that they've won two games in a row. Um, You know, I'm not just like all of a sudden they're going to be making a run or anything to the Super Bowl or something, but um, I like some of the pieces they have. Robinson and Hearns, the Allen boys at wide receiver, doing Mm -hmm. some good stuff there. They've got a good mix with Denard Robinson's getting back into action uh, where he was kind of missing in action earlier. T.J. Yeldon's been uh, stout. Uh, They're figuring out a way to get Orange Julius involved in the offense. He had a touchdown uh, the last couple of weeks, um, so I think you know they've got pieces on offense that they're they're going to put up some points against San Diego's brute brutal defense.
2: Yeah, it's my weekly Jacksonville has the best receiving core in the league statement. That's a big
1: fan of the Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, they're hard to argue with right
2: now. What do they have? Six. Is it 15 TDs combined? Or? No, it's more than that, right? Because they have they're the they
0: have like eight and isn't it eight and eight?
2: Okay.
1: It was seven and seven, but then oh. I think Robinson's got eight now, so maybe it's fifteen. Fifteen, okay. Sorry.
2: That's crazy. Right?
1: Yeah, I think they're second in the league.
2: And they're going to end up finishing first with Edelman out for sure. Right, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just an ugly
0: game. I don't think anybody's going to be watching that either. No, I, I don't close, think close it, family. I don't New think Orleans. it'd be
2: ugly. I think it'd be a fun game to watch. No, I don't <laughs> think know. about how many times the ball will be in there a hundred times, right? Yeah, it will.
1: Just. If I'm Jacksonville, though, I'm wearing the gold all the time now. Yeah, <laughs> the mustard or whatever it is. I no, 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 like, no, no, it's no. U- It was ugly. It, it was not ugly. You you like it? I liked
2: it. Oh, okay. Right. Don't we all wish the Packers and Lions next Thursday would be rocking like light blue and like
0: really hard forest green? Yeah, I like I like Green based green. Huh. Um, St. Louis at Cincinnati's up next. This is a game none of us took. Um it, it, the spread was big. I think it when we took it it was nine and a half, I wanna say. Something like that, something ridiculous. Saint Louis is my bane. I never pick a game right there in. They'll probably win this week. Yes, yeah, I, think, I think um Cincinnati is finally coming down to earth, which I have which I've been saying all along that they weren't as good as we thought they were. I mean I never thought they were that good, but
2: um It's a Steelers Super Bowl season. That's yeah. what I'm saying, like. Uh
0: Saint Louis Case Keenum may or may not play, probably not after that concussion. I think he's probably going to be out for several weeks, I would think.
1: Yeah, I would think so. Uh, I mean, St. Louis is a, they're a hard-to-figure-out team. You know, just when you think that defense is smothering people um, and you can, you know, take a nine-point spread to the bank, I mean, then they, you know, they go and just get torched. Uh, you know, I'm staying away from the game. I like the Bengals to win it at home. Um but, you know, when you got somebody like Gurley, um, if you can get him going early and, um, you know, have some long drives and keep the Cincinnati offense off the field, you know, you never know. Isn't it kind of crazy, though, that in week three, the Rams played the Packers, and I think the
0: spread was Packers by, what, four? Like, it was real close. And now, just a couple weeks later, it's their nine and a half dogs. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Um Cincinnati, I will say this. Cincinnati looked better than I thought they would last week against Arizona. I kind of thought Arizona would beat them pretty handedly. And that game ended up being close. Uh, If
2: Cincinnati utilizes Geo how they did last week, they're really dangerous. Those little bubble screens with the receivers they have, Eifert, Green, Sanu, Jones, like, they're really scary if they learn how to, if Andy Dalton doesn't have tunnel vision like he does. Yeah,
0: Andy Andy Dalton's Andy Dalton. Next game's New Orleans at Houston. We both. Everybody stayed away from this game. Just quickly, I would say Houston's two-and-a-half-point favorites. I like Houston in this game. Everybody go back to that podcast five weeks ago. I said Houston was the worst team in the league. They've proved me wrong. So
1: Well, everybody thought Houston had a defense, and then, then the first, I don't know, six weeks of the season, their defense didn't show up. But yeah. now the defense is starting to play. Uh, they're getting after the quarterback. When you get after the quarterback like they can um, – it it makes everything go a lot better on the defensive side of the football and JJ White is almost unblockable. Uh unfortunately, has just been an absolute disappointment. Um but uh again, you know, their defensive front is where it's getting it, getting the job done and I think um their de- uh the Saints defense is so poor um that, you know, Hopkins is liable to catch 20 balls Sunday.
2: I'm I'm saying I think the marquee win against Cincinnati really has vaulted Houston like they're feeling better. It's just like a mentality, but over under, nine touchdown passes between the teams Sunday. <laughs>
0: There'll probably be a lot. My one of the things I don't understand about Houston is that you know they switched between Mount and Hoyer, right? You remember the early beginning right. season? TJ Yates in the past he has a playoff win. Like, he yeah. beat Cincinnati, right?
1: Yeah, but he was at the house. He was on the couch.
0: No, no, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, my thing is that now he's won two games in a row for him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, can, is he not at least in the conversation?
1: Uh, he should be. I mean, you know, I don't yeah. know what will happen with that, but, I mean,
2: I like him. I think they like playing behind him. I think they're more confident. They play better with T.J. Yates out there. I mean, hey,
1: I just like having a Carolina quarterback in the NFL. That's right. That's so, right. go Yates. I think
0: Bryn Renner's in the practice squad for the Ravens if that counts for, you know. <laughs> they yeah.
2: did. They Why did the Bears cut Jimmy Clausen Monday? It was just, I bet the Ravens had like a backdoor deal for that. It might have been, I
0: don't know. Um, Arizona at San Francisco. <laughs> what would you want Jimmy Yeah, why, yeah I don't know. The, the Ravens are like <laughs> dropping. Flacco's
2: hurt. We need him. Oh, my you know, God. They Matt
0: Schaub is the starting quarterback for Baltimore, right? Yeah, now.
1: I would take Matt Schaub over Jimmy Where's Cossum. Where's Matt
0: Flynn? He's the man.
1: Yeah, I think he is still in Green Bay backing up now. After he's gone around two or three places, he's back in Green he's Bay. Got, he's
0: got a dream job. That's better to yeah, be The only person, you know, he signed with Seattle, made like $40 million, got yes. traded to Oakland. Signed a new contract wherever else he went. It's, it was ridiculous. Um, we're, we're well, I think everybody's playing this week. The bye weeks must be over. Is that right? They are. Okay. But we got a lot of games. Arizona and San Francisco is next. Um, San Francisco are 10-point dogs. And I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it. Last week I called you guys both stupid for the Seattle game. Seattle were fourteen point favorites that was my against, first. against San Francisco. and I said there is no way.
2: That was my first ever ten point pick. Remember that yeah. I broke my, my
0: I was like, "There's no way." I thought I thought Blaine Gabbert um, uh, uh, was at least competent.
2: Say, I thought Blaine Gabbert was yeah. competent.
0: Yeah, uh, so I heard somebody say the other day that that watching he's a San Francisco 49ers fan. They're saying that when Kaepernick is was, was it when he was in the game, it was like watching a dog getting taken out of a cage and just running around. Like that's what he felt like in the pocket. Like he just <laughs> never knew what to do. Um. So, Will, you took Arizona minus 10. It's probably a good pick. I don't know why I didn't. I'm kind of regretting this one.
2: They picked off Kaepernick four times over the, the season. Arizona's only getting more confident the way they're playing. I don't want to play Arizona right now. Palmer's yeah. leading the league in touchdown passes.
0: Yeah, I know that you hate Kaepernick or disdain, whatever word you want to use, Kaepernick, more than anybody.
1: There's not a, there's not a hard enough word for my – Feelings for So let's just be, San Francisco and the Kaepernick. Let's
0: come out clear on this. I don't know. We need to mark this minute mark down though. But you are Kaepernick is your least favorite athlete in the history of
1: sports. Basically, is that what? Um, you're... I I probably would need to think about that just a little bit more to say that for sure. But yeah. he would definitely right. be in the top two.
2: <laughs> what about Chris Chris Berg? He's got to be up there, right? Chris, oh gosh,
1: bringing
0: back
2: memories. Uh, By the way,
1: Matt Flynn is with New Orleans now. Not, oh, not Green Bay. My bad.
2: So, they put him a over him? Yeah. Blasphemous, Sean Payton. Do better. Um, let me say one more thing about Kaepernick.
0: Do you think there's a lot of talks he's going to end up in Philadelphia next year? if no, Kelly keeps no his Lord. job. Would you see that? Could you,
1: could you see that? Wouldn't it make sense? Yeah, well, it'd just be fine because I don't like Philadelphia either, and I'd just yeah. give me another reason to can't stand them.
2: How did Kaepernick beat the Panthers a couple years ago? Like, what happened to him?
0: We'll talk about this game all the time. And I can remember because Kaepernick didn't How? wear his sleeves. And you remember when he didn't no, wear that his was the sleeves in Lambo? was in Lambo. Okay. It was
2: went and like negative
0: the, twelve and he wasn't wearing sleeves. Then
2: they played the Panther. How did he beat the Panthers? I
1: think I think my only thoughts on it, Will, and and this and knowing nothing about Kaepernick's situation, whether or not he puts in the time and all the things that an NFL quarterback has to do is I think that he took the league by surprise and now the league's figured him uh. out. And I think you're seeing a little bit of that with Russell Wilson this year. Um you know, because Russell Wilson, pretty much all of his skill people are in place. Even though Marshawn Lynch has been brutal, um, but the offensive line has been a has been a joke this year for Seattle. But you know, I think the league's kind of starting to figure him out a little bit, and I think that maybe that's what they did with with Kaepernick. Kaepernick kind of took everybody by, by surprise, maybe a little bit early. That's my my thought. Unless. You know, he really lives up to the punk status that I think he has by <laughs> not putting in the work and the film yeah, time and all yeah. those things, which I have no idea about.
0: You know, ESPN pays Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless an insane amount of money, and they also pay Ron Jaworski an insane amount of money. And, you know, he's the one in three, was it three years ago, 2012? I would
1: say he was the best quarterback so he like, of he's, all time.
0: I think he said he would end up being the greatest quarterback of all time. And he still makes money. Let's just be clear on that. He still drawed a paycheck from ESPN. That's ridiculous. I would still
2: take like I would still take Kaepernick's arm over anybody who's in the league.
0: Oh, he's got an incredible but arm. I,
2: I dream of that throw to Vernon Davis at night. He throws the, that thing. Davis ran through the tunnel because he had to keep up with that football.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Vernon Davis is incredible. <laughs> um next game, Pittsburgh at Seattle. This is gonna be a good one.
1: It is gonna be a good one.
0: I can't believe Seattle is favored in this game though. They're four and a half point favorites. And I love this game. I don't know why I didn't like it. I'll take Pittsburgh all day, and I would put real money on this game. How many you guys picked it?
1: No, I didn't pick it either. Um, just because Seattle's defense, and I know that's you know you can't. I mean, you can't base that on two years ago. They're not playing as well as they were two years ago, and the offense doesn't give them the the rest that they need like they have in the past. But um, they are still the Legion of Boom, and they still do have the opportunity to. Um, do some things against that uh, Pittsburgh receiving core. Um, and D'Angelo, you know.
2: He's competent, man. He is
1: competent, but he's not Le'Veon Bell either. Uh-uh. So Who is? Um, yeah, absolutely. So I, I like the Steelers, uh, but that's a tough place to go play. So, I mean, I can see why Seattle's still a favorite. Yeah, the only thing I will say about this game
0: uh, is that this is a huge game for Seattle. They really need this game. Like this is this is like almost a must-win game for them, because they're falling. I'm not sure what the NFC Wild Card looks like. I can check that up later.
2: But, I mean, um, they, they need the Falcons this game. and the Falcons have one of the cards, and then the other one is with uh, maybe Seattle might be the Vikings.
0: The Vikings, that's right. Yeah, they uh, they are in desperate need of a win, and Pittsburgh is really not because I think Pittsburgh pretty much. And let me tell you something. Pittsburgh has the best, um, in my opinion. Pittsburgh at the five at the five position in the AFC is the best spot because that means you're going to go to the AFC South winner.
2: Oh wow! Yeah, stay right? right there, Pittsburgh.
0: I mean that's kind
1: of ridiculous. Dad's got you got it pulled up. Where, yeah, where, right now it looks like it, if it were to season were to end today, it would be Atlanta at Green Bay and the Vikings at the Giants. What uh, can you scroll? With the, with the Panthers and the Cardinals having the first round by uh, other folks still alive, obviously. Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay at five and five, Seattle at five and five, or the next two, uh, first two in, or the next two in, or so whatever you to have. And I on,
0: think that'll right? change because I think I think Atlanta's going to fall out of the picture. And yeah. I said this last week, but I think Atlanta could go seven and nine. Like I honestly think that they could be that bad.
1: So mm-hmm. well, they've got two games left with Carolina, and obviously yeah, if those go against the Falcons, you're exactly right. They could end up that Man. in that shape.
2: Yeah, we are going to see Josh Norman have to prove himself. Dez, Julio, twice. Right. That's rough.
1: Yeah. We said,
0: I think we said this a couple of weeks ago, but if not, if you got Julio Jones in your league, I think you probably want to trade him. Let me tell you why. Because he's got to go up against Josh Norman in week 16 in the championship, which right. is going to be tough.
2: Well, we that's what I'm saying. We haven't seen Josh Norman with the Galaxy Yeah, I think he'll be okay.
0: Um, the What was supposed to be the game of the week on Sunday night no longer is probably New England and Denver. Brock Eiswiler is going to get the start for Denver, which helped the line finally fluctuate out. Um, you know, this Denver t- de- team isn't is, is going to win a Super Bowl. They'll go to the playoffs.
2: Right.
0: I don't know why. I mean, uh, Dad, you took New England, minus five and a half. I stayed away from it. I just don't pick New England on this game because it makes me root for him hard. But.
2: Can we cue Admiral
0: Ackbar right here for this trap game? I don't think it's a trap game. That's why I disagree. I just don't think it's – because Brady always, even though Peyton's not playing, Brady, it's like a different – I haven't seen
2: a defense like this Broncos defense.
1: Yeah, but they but they've not been as good the last couple of weeks because of the Denver offense. The offense, even though was not very um, flashy early in the season, was still having some longer drives and were still you know maybe kicking some field goals, not scoring touchdowns. But they were giving that defense plenty of rest. If Osweiler's out there going three and out, they're not going to get rest against Brady. And I don't I think Brady eats them up.
2: What do you think about Ronnie Hillman though? I think he looked pretty good. Blake. He
1: has, and, and CJ Anderson, you know, after everybody gave up on him, is now bouncing back a little bit too. Uh, you know, I think it's important that their running game complement him. I mean, though he's six eight or whatever, um, you know, and a big presence out there, and he and he's actually pretty mo- pretty mobile for his size. Uh, you know, I still think that um, I think Denver's in trouble with him at quarterback.
0: Yeah, Brady is 39-13 and 13 in primetime games in his career. It's pretty impressive. It's actually not as good as I thought it was going to be. Um, okay, we'll move on. Last game of the week here, Baltimore at Cleveland. I can't believe, I can't believe the ESPN can't flex this game. Yeah, this is this is probably the worst game of the week because Baltimore doesn't have Joe Flacco, doesn't have Justin Forsett, doesn't have Steve, Steve Smith, doesn't have, um, who was their starting tight end? Justin
2: Forsett.
0: Was it Pitta? He's out too, right? So, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, this game is going to be horrible. Johnny Manziel just got dropped to third, so, that any, so sad. anything that was going to be fun is now out of the game because you're going to have Josh McCown start. Nobody watches this game. Oh, man. Oh, brutal. man.
1: Absolutely brutal.
0: Yeah. Uh, watch watch the Warriors But I'll play probably – I'll
1: take Cleveland. I, I mean, I'll take Cleveland to win the game. I don't know about covering the spread there one way or the other, but with all that uh, mess that Baltimore's going on with injuries, i you know, I got to figure Cleveland yeah. wins the game.
2: Buck Allen's about to show out.
1: Let me just make sure I'm on right this. There's Harbaugh's not in any drop trouble, right? He's fine. Uh no. I mean he he went to the super he won a Super Bowl, he went to the AFC championship and no. They've not. lost
0: every game by single digits this year. I mean, and, so he, he's
1: in and, 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 and he's got you know, his entire team is hurt. Yeah. So no, I don't think he's in any trouble and at all.
2: They've done really well in the draft. If you look at the youth they have coming. Both those yeah. tight ends, well, Allen
1: <laughs> Ozzie Newsom's a great general manager, he's proven that, I think, at this point. I I don't think no, I don't see Harbaugh in any trouble at all. Okay. So that's does that does it for our picks,
0: our locks this week. Oakland minus one and a half, Minnesota plus two and a half, Detroit plus one, Buffalo plus four, Tampa Bay plus three, Jacksonville minus four. We had eight different lo- or six different locks. That's a first. Uh, we'll see how we do. We we <laughs> we're turning it around, I think, a little bit. We'll talk fantasy now. We'll start at the quarterback position once again. Just a reminder: this is kind of your lower tier player. Who we think is probably going to be a good pick.
2: How many weeks have you picked Jameis Winston?
0: Just t- just twice. Okay. I like Jameis Winston this week against the Colts.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Um, you know, Winston, I mean, good grief. He is hot. He was hot last week. He's coming off two wins in a row. The winner of the Cowboys, not impressive offensively, but Dallas is pretty good defensively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I like Winston. That's a good pick. I'm
0: going Winston. Will you're going Brian Hoyer, which I guess technically could be TJ Yates if that ends up happening.
2: I'll take whatever quarterback is throwing to Hopkins this week. Good call. Say no more, right? Yeah. Say no more. Tunnel right. vision. Have tunnel vision. <laughs> Dad,
1: you're taking Blake Bortles. Yeah, and that that may he may not fall into the category of you know somewhere down the list or somebody you know that's not on a roster, but um, I like Bortles against um, the Chargers. Will's already spoken highly of their receiving core. So, and and let me go back to that because the comment about, uh, Josh Norman hadn't played anybody. All right. So will here you go. He saw Jacksonville. So he saw the two Robin, uh, the two Allen boys. Mm-hmm. They played, uh, Houston. So he saw Hopkins.
2: How Hopkins do, uh, did, did he? uh like, I'll find you.
1: Hopkins was not the receiving leader that day. Uh, Greg Olson was, right. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, Brandon cooks for new Orleans, uh, Mike Evans for Tampa Bay, the Seattle guys, n- nobody stands out That's for Seattle. So um, Necessarily. Uh Jordan Matthews for Philadelphia. Uh Dante Moncrief, T. Y. Yeldon for Indianapolis, Randall Cobb for Green Bay, uh Kendall Wright and company, whoever for Tennessee. I'm not real sure. And Deshaun Jackson had the one bomb last week. Oh. And Otherwise. I, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I but
0: I was just gonna say this in that game against the Panthers.
2: He shut him down.
0: Five carries for fifty three five catches for fifty three yards. This is the worst game of the year. Yeah. So, so. I mean, Josh Homer. So now we'll let Will say it. Last week on the podcast, Will said that, and I quote, Deshaun Jackson is going to – I think he said he's is going to catch a 50-plus yard touchdown pass.
1: Yeah. Well, he does in just about every game. So, I mean, and he's been hurt all year. Yeah, and so he's finally back, he's finally healthy, and that's all he did yeah, last Yeah, it's
2: week. like once a year or a couple times a year, you'll be like, oh, Deshaun Jackson, he had 140 yard time, he kept two. Oh, okay.
0: But did you see, the play was bad. Like, it was a yeah. complete miscommunication by right. the Panthers. So. But, I mean, that's what Deshaun Jackson does. He, he takes advantage of it. Um, so that's our quarterbacks of the week. Running backs, I went with Chris Johnson. They're playing, Arizona's playing San Francisco. Chris Johnson's going to run the ball. No, said. Yeah, I don't need to say anymore. Will, you went Buck slash Javorius slash whatever his real name is, Allen, for the Ravens Yeah, that's against tra- Cleveland. The
2: Browns are trash.
0: Gives you a reason to watch the game, if nothing else.
2: Yeah,
0: started. Pull for Buck Allen. Um, and Dad, you went Thomas Rawls. I don't think anybody's surprised with this one. That guy's.
1: Yeah, uh, I think Seattle's been better without uh, Lynch, honestly. And Rawls has been the reason for that. And um, it's a good matchup. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense struggles against the run. And I think Rawls uh, could have a big day.
2: Does anyone else in the league have two 160-plus games this year on the ground?
0: Yeah, Doug. Didn't he have a big – he have a, he, yeah, Doug. Doug? Yeah. Adrian Peterson might. I don't know.
1: Um, Peterson, yeah. T- Peterson had – well, I know he had – He had the 200 yard game. I don't know if he had another one. 160
0: is a blow up, and he's done it twice. Yeah. Wide receiver, I went Stevie Johnson just because that's going to be, like we said, it's going to be a hugly game. Probably a lot of passing involved. I think he probably catches a touchdown pass and probably gets 50 yards. Like I see him like an 11 point guy this week. Okay.
2: He's Uh, the number one receiver
1: there. Yeah. I went uh, Dwayne Harris. Um, You know, he doesn't get a lot of pub there in New York, but Victor Cruz is now out for the year. They signed our boy Hakeem Nix from the former Tar Heel. Um, and um, but you know Dwayne Harris is kind of quietly stepped into that second uh, wide receiver spot there, yeah, it was really ahead of Reuben Randall. And um,
2: so anyway, he returns kicks too. Yeah, you got that chance. Yeah, yeah. And Will, you went with Nate Washington. Oh yeah, you see, you got that tunnel vision. They guard him. Nate runs that little go route. Touchdown. It's possible. Nate's the type of guy that got forty yards and two scores. He's my Leonard Hankerson type guy, you know. Yeah, Leonard Hankerson. You got you got <laughs> the you got the good you got the great receiver on the other side, and you're just like, oh, who's yeah. that guy? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, last one up, tight ends. I went with Zach Miller. Now check this out. So the last four weeks, I've gone with uh A Miller, Heath Miller, <laughs> Martellus Bennett, Martellus Bennett. Now I'm going Zach Miller because Martellus Bennett is out tomorrow. Are you getting
2: ten total points in that span?
0: No, probably not. But Benjamin Watson, I went with Benjamin Watson uh, later earlier on. Anyway, Zach Miller. Cutler likes to throw the tight end, as we always say, the Jay Cutler and. Zach Miller relationship is much like the Big Ben and Heath where they go out after the game and have a beer because they're just good old boys. And they're <laughs> quarterbacks and tight ends. Dad, you went with Ben Watson.
1: I did. Um, he had a couple of big games earlier in the season. This has been kind of quiet. Um, but, uh, you know, with Houston, they're going to get a lot of pressure. So um, I think also maybe um, one of the backs could have a big day for New Orleans because Drew Brees might have to drop it off uh, quicker than he'd like to because of the pressure. Um, but, yeah, I'm going with Ben Watson.
0: And, Will, you run yourself with Eric Ebron.
2: He had zero catches last week. Been a lot of publicity about him bouncing back this week, and I see Matt Stafford feeding him in the red zone.
0: Fair enough. All right, so that's our NFL Fantasy Picks of the Week and everything. Uh, we'll talk college football for a second. The latest playoffs came out, and we had uh, Clemson at one, Bama at two, Iowa at three – no, excuse me, Oklahoma at three, Iowa at four. Um, I think we'll, we'll we'll talk about Carolina in a second if you want to. But Dad, you you said you specifically want to talk a little bit about Iowa and what Well, you
1: I, I do want to talk about Iowa because they, I mean, you know, they're eleven and O. So I mean, you can't take anything away from eleven and O. They want every game that they've scheduled, whether the schedule's any count or not, um, is up for a discussion. Um, and that, that would be my main problem that I have with them. I mean, Illinois State, Iowa State, Pitt. You know, Pitt not that bad. North Texas, Wisconsin. Typically not that bad. Illinois, Northwestern, Maryland, uh, Indiana, Minnesota, Purdue, and at Nebraska is their next coming up game. And they've won everything. So I don't, I mean, I, you know, you. but come on. Um, just because, I mean, listen, Michigan State got hosed by the refs in the game with Nebraska. So this will be the game to see, I guess, if Iowa's for real, um, see if Nebraska can can really cause distress to two of the best teams in the country uh, in this playoff ranking, but I, you know, um, the Martins are fr- friends of ours, and they're huge Iowa fans. Um, but I just, I just can't see it.
0: Okay, so if Iowa, let's say this, we're in Las Vegas. You're, you're an odds maker. Iowa is playing Michigan. Is Michigan favored to win that game? Michigan. Yes. Yes. Is Oklahoma State the 11th? The 11th in the college football rankings.
1: Yes. Florida. Pick'em. Uh, probably a pick'em. Yeah.
0: Florida State. Yes. UNC. Yes. Navy.
1: No, probably not. So
0: Navy's the fifteenth seed. So that's that's my theory. That's my thought about it. Is that you can put Iowa at four, but where the money is in Vegas, I think all the way down to Navy is yeah. like where they would say, "All right, maybe." Yeah. All right, but my question is, so I, I'm a, I'm with you. I think Will's with you too. Like. Oh, yeah. And I think most of America's with you that, like, Iowa smoking mirrors, or maybe not smoking mirrors, they're just, they don't play anybody. Where are they on your list? Like, if if they're not four, like, if we're going to be mad about Iowa being four, then where are we going to put them?
1: Well, I'm definitely going to put them behind Michigan State because right now it's Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, Iowa. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to have Michigan State ahead of them because I, th- I think Michigan State's a bad call from being undefeated. So to me, if, if I'm a legitimate uh, voter there, or have a legitimate say in that, then I can I can be um, smart enough to look at that and say they really got gypped out of that win. They should be undefeated. Right. So even though they didn't go back and change the rule or go back and change the call, I mean, I can tell that they should have won the football game. Um, you know, so from that. But, I mean, then, you know, too, Michigan State also won the game against Michigan where, you know, the punt thing happened at the end, too. So, right. I mean, they've had their breaks. But uh, I definitely would not put them, you know, I'm not a big Notre Dame fan at six, so I might sneak them in there in front of Notre Dame. Um,
2: Iowa feels like Boise State to me okay like years of
0: past. Mike, here's my thing. Let, let's say everything goes as planned this week because there's a lot of big games. So Clemson wins, they're number one, okay, going into the conference championship. Right. Alabama wins, they're number two. Now let's say Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State. They're obviously going to stay at three. Let's say Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma. Does Oklahoma State, a one-loss Big 12 team, just like Oklahoma, jump into the top four? No.
1: Probably not because they're down at 11 now, so I don't see them jumping all the way back up there. No, because
2: I think Stanford would jump to the top four before them. So let's
1: say this. So a two-loss Stanford team, if they beat
0: Notre Dame, it's a top four team. I I would have a hard time doing that.
1: Yeah, I would too.
0: That's just how I I would feel. I
1: think if Oklahoma gets beat, Iowa goes to three, Michigan State goes to four. And Even,
0: what what if Notre Dame beats number nine Stanford? Uh,
1: the Notre Dame still would probably move up to five, but they wouldn't move up to. I wouldn't okay. think they would necessarily move up to four.
2: If O State just lays it on Michigan, they move back in, right?
1: I don't think
0: so.
2: You don't think so? If they, I'm saying they lay it on Michigan. Ohio,
0: if Ohio State beats Michigan 52-0 I think they move up to like six.
2: No, dude, they're do they're top four because they don't respect Baylor. They'll definitely jump ahead of Baylor.
0: My, the thing is that they will never put Ohio State into the top 4 over Michigan State and Iowa if they don't play in the conference championship. They never will. I mean, you can they could beat them 100 to 0 and
2: I don't think Ohio State. I don't want to see Iowa against Alabama. That'd be ugly. The
1: thing about every uh, thing about Notre Dame is is that you know, the media is in love with them because they're such a national program right, yeah. and they have their own everything and all that kind of stuff, but they essentially play an ACC schedule. Um, I mean, when you look at it, they played at Virginia. They played. And, no, they
0: struggled against Virginia. Right? Absolutely.
1: And they, they struggled against Georgia Tech. They and beat Virginia 34-27. They beat Georgia Tech 30-22. Um, they, they barely all, beat Boston College last they, week. They did, 19-16. Yeah. 28-7 over Wake Forest, 42-30 at Pitt.
2: How many points? Pitt scored 30 points on
1: that. Yeah, and so, scores? I mean, they play a ACC schedule. The, the teams that they play outside the ACC – are not that impressive. I mean, they did beat USC 41-31, but USC's not where they've been in the past. Um, They did beat Navy, but, I mean, good grief. I mean, Navy's better, I guess, maybe this year than they have been in the past. And they beat Texas in the season opener. Well, my goodness, Texas hadn't beat anybody except Oklahoma. I mean, and so, you know, uh, I guess the win and the Red River rivalry there for Texas over Oklahoma helps Notre Dame more than it should because... Uh, they embarrass Texas on the season in the season opener.
0: Aside from UNC, who is who with a win against Clemson could jump into the top four, which I mean it's legitimate, it could happen. Yeah. If Florida wins against Florida State this week and goes to eleven and one, right? They have one loss against LSU. If Florida was to beat Alabama in the SEC championship, they're top four team, right? Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. So we're saying the ACC champion is going to get is going to be in there.
2: Uh, ah, if it's Clemson.
0: So if UNC you're still you are still not sure. No, I still work. the SEC champion, whether it's Florida or Alabama, will be in
2: there. Um I well that's barring they both win.
1: Well now Iowa also has to win the Big Twelve. I mean they they can't just Oh, without doubt. Um or the big big
2: ten, I'm yeah. sorry, not the Big Twelve. We can't see two Big Ten teams though, right? That's the issue. Yeah, I think you
0: still could. i have been saying that all along. I had that at the beginning so? of the year I had Ohio State and Michigan State in my final four and I think it could still happen. If Notre Dame loses to Stanford... Let's just go ahead and ignore Baylor. <coughs> if Baylor, Baylor loses to DCU, I think it could happen. I'm crazy, though.
1: Well, so. Baylor's down to their third quarterback.
0: Yeah, Baylor. So, let's yeah.
2: ignore Baylor.
1: Man, it's going to be a fun weekend of full
0: of rivalry games. Um, what is Cle- Bedlam? Clemson plays South Carolina, so I'll just say this. That game could be... 50 to nothing. One of the worst games in the... History of the series. In the history of the series. Nope. <laughs> We're going to
2: have an ACC championship of two teams. One loss, South Carolina. Yeah. How cool would that be? What, yeah. would, what would they say about Clemson then?
0: Be funny. So uh, ACC, uh, Clemson is eleven and one. UNC is eleven or it would be twelve and one. You know, eleven and one and eleven and one both lost to South Carolina. Yeah. That'd what be, would they say?
1: Yeah, that'd be.
2: Ooh. They'd
0: be really confused. Um. All right. So that that'll do it for our college football talk. Now we'll go with the uh, home stretch. Will you know starts off with your home stretch for this week?
2: Okay. My home stretch for this week. The Warriors might not lose. <laughs> I, I didn't. I never think I'd say it, but. Steph Curry puts up garbage can outdoor like playing with your friends. Let me let's play horse shots and they swish. I really don't know what to say about that. And the poor Pelicans. Somebody help Anthony Davis. That's my that's my home stretch. There you go. In talking NBA, da. Uh,
1: well, I'm gonna go a little uh high school football action. Uh, let's talk let's talk Shelby High Golden Lions. Uh, looking to uh, advance to the Western Finals this weekend uh, with a a home date against Mount Pleasant on Friday night. The Golden Lions have won two straight 2A state championships looking for their third. Um, So I'm just going to say we've got a kid playing quarterback. His name is Dark Wesley. Um, And if things go well for him and we were to go all the way to the state championship again, he would um, set the all-time school touchdown mark in one season, uh, because he's he has uh, been a backup the last two years um, and uh, hadn't had a chance to play except for some you know garbage type stuff, and um, and he's at 52 on the season. The record is 62 for a career. Oh my! And gosh. um, and you know that's within his reach with three games possibly left on the season. So, um, anyway. Go Shelby. Do
0: you know how many picks he's throwing interceptions? Not many.
1: He I don't, sat out I, don't, I, don't game. I don't I don't have his stats but uh in front of me, but it's not many. How
0: many yeah. games did he sit out? Just one, right? One. Yeah, he
1: missed uh he missed the first round of the playoffs um with a uh ankle injury. Good. And so yeah, pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Pretty impressive. Shelby
0: could be at uh Carter Finley. Carter yeah, Finley. Right? Carter Finley four
1: o'clock Saturday the twelfth.
0: We're not looking ahead. No. Nah. We're just excited. Um <laughs> For my I'm gonna finish off the home stretch today with a little UNC basketball. Been a lot of there have been two two scares really with Kansas State last night and then obviously the loss to northern Iowa. Uh don't fear. I think UNC's gonna turn it around and think we're gonna be okay. And i also I, I really say college basketball because I'd just like to say that Ben Simmons may be Did you see
2: his game last
0: night? He's incredible, he y'all. He had four points. He had four points, he had sixteen boards and ten assists. Yeah. And those of you who know me, I love the triple double. Some, you gotta watch Ben Simmons. He's he's not quite must watch TV like the Warriors are. Like I feel like every time the Warriors are on TV, you gotta watch them. Ben Simmons is gonna be there at the end of the year. He is gonna be the Naismith Player of the Year. I got I got a good feeling. Also, the Naismith Hall Hall of Fame uh, the tournament we've been playing in. Their commercials that they've been running look like somebody from down the street made them in his garage. <laughs> They're horrible. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's so that'll do it for the True Debatable podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Thanks to David Allen Senior for being on the podcast today.